from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Uh-huh. You ready? You know it. Let's do the news! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Danny Masterson of that 70s show was sentenced to 30 years to life yesterday for rape. Woo! There we go. Finally. I feel like this news story has been around for well, it has because he's forever. got he's got those Scientology lawyers, right? Oh, right. And they they go after victims and like it's, sure. it's because they're it, nasty. Well, the the weird thing is is that in within Scientology because if any of the victims, because I think one or one of them was, they were also in the Church of Scientology. So when you get into Scientology, I think what made this so difficult was that you sign a contract that states that if there is any sort of legal uh, case to be made against another member of the church, all of that has to be sorted out through the church, right? So they want to use their lawyers and their process and everything else, I guess, before it gets to a criminal thing. So you have these like, you have these contracts that these people have signed that they then have to try and get out of and then they bully them and they threaten lawsuits against them. Like it's very difficult for somebody within that church to then make an allegation against somebody like else within that church. Worse. Right? Worse. Well, uh, finally, finally. So, yeah. So um, here's a, a, a there's a weird clip that was going around yesterday. And this was Danny Masterson from like a long time ago. And he was doing an interview on Conan O'Brien. And he was talking about how he's from Danny's talking about how he's from Long Island, but he doesn't have the accent anymore. And then he does a thing where he talks about a friend who imitates his voice, but he says a weird thing. But listen to what Conan says at the end of this clip. You you uh, you have no accent though. You have no Long Island accent that I can discern. Not really. I've been in LA for like ten years, mm-hmm. and it just goes away naturally, right? It, it goes away naturally, and then there's also certain words that there's nothing you can do about. Like my friend Bodie Elfman, he always teases me, and he says, "Hi, my name is Danny Masterson. Would you like to touch my balls?" <laughs> you know, doing now, imitation of me because certain so words. Why you just are you can't asking people with. to do that? That's the more important question. I mean, you got them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Accent aside, everybody should grab. That's the more important. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I've heard about you, uh, and you'll be caught soon. I know you will. I will. Oh, how long ago was that? I don't know. It was a long time ago. He was still doing like the, I think, I think it was, it was a, like the finale of, uh, that 70s show or something like wow. that. And Conan said back then, yeah. I've heard about you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Emily. Think, hold on. Yeah. You think Conan was asked about that? Like during all of this, like, Hey, this clip, no, I like, what did you mean by that? Yeah, I don't know. I, who, I don't know. I, I, I didn't look that deep. I don't think he's commented on it. Crazy. But it's one of those things, you know, where you see somebody say something on a talk show and it all makes sense years later, whether mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, connected to it or not. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski on TikTok with a very special message. What do you think of uh, Emily Ratajkowski, Shem? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Emily Ratajkowski uh, took to TikTok. She has a very, actually, special message for Shem. Listen to this, Shem. 
So it seems that a lot of ladies are getting divorced before they turn 30. And <laughs> as someone who got married at 26, has been separated for a little over a year, 32, I have to tell you, I don't think there's anything better. If being in your 20s is the trenches, there is nothing better than being in your 30s, still being hot, maybe having a little bit of your own money, figuring out what you want to do with your life, everything. Yeah. And having tried that married fantasy and realizing that it's maybe not all it's cracked up to be. And then you've got your whole life still ahead of you. Um, so for all of those people who are stressed or feeling stressed about that, about being divorced, like it's, a, it's, it's good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Listen. <laughs> Woman right? is, that woman is speaking gospel. Thank you. <laughs> Still hot and in my 30s. God bless her. A little bit of walking around, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's I, all God good. bless her. It's all good. God bless her. That's a joke. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Toronto International Film Festival kicked off last night. Um, Bowen Yang uh, is here with a uh, comedy musical that. Um, it's hard to say. It, it's D the musical, like D, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but the word is spelled out. But, but like, there's a lot of words that start with D, but it's mm-hmm. like D word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Cool. Okay, so here is uh, Damon Mori on the uh, red carpet with SNL star Bowen Yang. Oh my God! Hi, how are you? Oh my God, bonjour, hi. Bonjour, hi. Bonjour. <laughs> I think childhood. First of all, I love you. Love you. I always feel like I have to say your name like we're on SNL, like Bowen Yang. Oh my, you have the nice sort of. I do. I know. You drop oh in, oh, guys. Come on, Deep seriously. Ballsy voice. You got it. How Pause do I say? The Did you just say that you have a ballsy voice? Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I was going, yeah, absolutely. I was just confirming it. Do you think you have a ballsy voice? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Oh, Get out of here. Do, I know. You drop in very nicely. Oh, you drop in. Deep ballsy voice. <laughs> you got it. How do I say the name of <laughs> Thank this movie you. on our radio show, Thank the Roz and Mocha show? How do I say the name? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> the musical. It's like not radio it's friendly. It's, a, it's, an, it's an anatomical term. But if you want to say it on the radio, you could say... Phalli. <laughs> Phallus is the musical. Uh. Scrote. Um. Scrote the musical. It's <laughs> the musical, but if you want to, you know, if it's if the kids are in the car, you can say shafts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you want to play a little bit of the trailer? Can mm. you? A little bit. A little can bit. We? You, you stop it when you feel like you need to stop it, okay? This is Craig Tittle. Thanks, doll. And this is Trevor Brock. You have a good day. My is f***ing massive. What the? It's the ladies. The money just keeps rolling in. The good times never stop. There's never been a man like me, and I'll always be on top. Oh, my God. Trevor so, Brock, my two top salesmen. You um, talk look like y'all could be twins. Meg the Stallion's in it, Bowen Yang. Yes. Uh, Nathan Lane, the great Nathan Lane, is Love in it. Love Megan Mullally, directed by Larry Charles, who did uh, Seinfeld and Curb yeah. uh, and everything else. Uh, so, look, uh, look at Maria. Maria's so shocked right now. <laughs> she can't even speak. Her hand is over her heart. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jimmy Fallon had an emergency Zoom meeting with the staff last night after this explosive Rolling Stone article came out talking about the uh, toxic work environment that he created on the Tonight Show. 
It's brutal, man. So some of the staffers said that their mental health worsened during their time on The Tonight Show, hmm. uh, where they alleged that Jimmy Fallon could lash out under pressure. Nine different showrunners, so bosses, have managed The Tonight Show since 2014. Ooh. Nine. They say nobody told Jimmy no. Everybody walked on eggshells, especially the showrunners. This is one uh, uh, former staff member. Uh, you never knew which Jimmy you were going to get and when he was going to throw a hissy fit. They also alleged that they had a uh, cry room on set so employees could go in and decompress due to the hostile work environment. Uh, They said uh, it was like Jimmy, they said it was like if Jimmy was in a bad mood everyone's day was effed. Other staffers also alleged Fallon appeared drunk at work during rehearsals. Uh, Jimmy Fallon in the past has denied reports of having a drinking problem. But eight Tonight Show workers told Rolling Stone that his hangovers dictated how the day would go. Several staff members landed in therapy. One started taking meds for the first time. And three told Rolling Stone that they contemplated suicide. Um, in the in the Zoom meet, oh, so here, let me read you this. This is how hated Jimmy Fallon was to the people who used to work on that show. So this is from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone contacted more than 50 Tonight Show employees, past and present, during the reporting for this story. After reaching out to representatives for Fallon and NBC, Rolling Stone reached out to an additional 30 current and former oh staffers. God. While many of them praised Jimmy's immense talent and comedic gifts, not a single one agreed to speak on the record or had positive things to say about working on The Tonight Show. Not one person. Wow. Not one person out of, what is that, 80 people? 80, Not yeah. one person would go on record to say that it was uh, that it was a good time on the show. Uh, so Jimmy had an emergency Zoom meeting with staff and he said... Uh, um, it's embarrassing, and I feel so bad. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and your friends. He goes on to say uh, that I feel so bad I can't even tell you. Uh, I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everybody. It should be funny. It should be the best show, the best people. This is very much like what Ellen went through, yeah. and that's sunk her. And, you know, uh, I've we've heard stories about Jimmy oh, Fallon I, like, for years about how it was such a toxic environment yeah and it just never got obviously to this level so uh, a guy i know uh, that lives in new york and um he used to drink at the same bar as jimmy fallon mm-hmm. and the only thing he said was that jimmy fallon is a mean mean oh, no. drunk really yeah Man, like a, like an aggressive mean drunk uh so anyway the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, walk me through this uh, this Cardi B song. Oh, Car- okay, so it's Cardi yes. B and Meg Thee Stallion, now. right? Let's go. It's called what now? Bongos. Okay. Bong, 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 Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Pause for one second. Pause for one second. Pause yes. for one second. I'm assuming it's filthy. Oh. oh. Like, I'm assuming it's filthy, right? But are mm-hmm. you, you're not playing the filthy version. Because WAP was the last one they released, which was... Filthy. Yes. Okay. Three years ago, we got WAP. Now we get bongos. Okay. Okay. Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion. Bong, 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 Baby, eat this peach bong, and this plum. Bong, this body tight bong, like a nun. Bong, Better tore it up bong, like it's dumb. Then wipe your mouth when you done. Okay. Bong, I'm hot like Nevada. Bottles get popping yada. Said I look like money. You could print my face on a dollar. Hey! Well, and the music video for this? Mm. It's colorful. Uh, not safe for work, absolutely. 
So funny enough, Ross, this version is like the radio version. It still sounds too much. Too dirty? Yeah. And there's a whole... Wiping your mouth? There's a whole section. (laughs) Maybe not a whole section. There is a portion of the radio edit that was completely taken out from the original. Like the original was just so filthy right. okay. they couldn't even make a radio edit. Oh, this isn't the radio edit. This is the Jesus edit. This, right? this yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, if you want to know, <laughs> just with the like the, the when, you watch, edit, when you right? watch a music yeah. video. Yeah. What that sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I get anxiety listening that to this. That song. I know. Like, like you I worry just, that. I, I worry. Like I you're going you're, you're to miss something no, or I just, she's going to say something I so I get, I get such even vulgar. Like, yeah, no, it's just like, it, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just get such anxiety listening right. to it. It's so The same kind like, of anxiety that you got three years ago when uh, they released WAP? Well, yeah, I did. I got very this song like I like took years off my life. But uh, Cardi, Cardi B and uh, Meg The Stallion, they're kind of like the modern two life crew, huh? Yeah. It's like it's like how filthy can we be? Yeah, right. The answer is very, and also the most. <laughs> I saw this one clip where Cardi, uh, was it Cardi B who was rubbing CDs all over her? That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. Cardi B was signing CDs for fans, and uh-huh. uh, and she was just, like, rubbing them all over her body, saying that now fans were going to get them, and they were going to be scratch and sniff. <laughs> Here. That's not what they Y'all want scratch and sniff? Y'all want scratch and sniff videos? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my yes. God. Y'all want scratch and sniff video? I want to assign scratch and sniff video? This one smells like t- Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, this song, this song slaps so hard. It's kind of brand new. Cardi B, Meg the Stallion, bongos. Right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Chris Evans got married over the weekend. Hey! Uh, to his uh, girlfriend, Alba Batista. Tiny little ceremony. Uh, Cape Cod over the weekend. Who was there? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was there. Chris Hemsworth was there. Jeremy Renner was there. John Krasinski was there. Emily so all Blunt the Avengers was there. are there. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, 42. Uh, Alba Batista, 26. Wow. Where'd they meet? I don't know. But he was with, like... He's got like, he's he was with just like last year, I think, that they were saying that he was hooking up with Selena Gomez. But uh he's dated uh Jesse Slate, Mika Kelly, Jessica Beale. Quick. Mm. Quick. Right. He I think he announced uh that he was with this one in January. Oh. Nice and quick. 40, 42? 42 and 26. 26. 26. 26. Damn. So she would have been in like That's a big gap. Uh-huh. Hold on now. So when did wait when when did Captain America come out? <laughs> I was just about to say. Hold on here. Okay. For the first Captain America movie? Yeah. What or did, you want to talk about like when did the first he time first did, make did his Captain appearance? Captain America make an appearance? Yes. When did when did he first make an appearance Actually, as, Cap, it, as Captain America? I think it was in the actual. That's what movie. I thought. Twenty eleven was the first one. Twenty eleven was the first one. Captain America: First Avenger. 
So she was what, 14? Um, what is this? What is this? 26. Hold on here. Right? Yeah, she'd be 14. Yeah, she was 14. <laughs> yeah. She was 14. Probably went to see it with her dad. Yeah. Bruh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, Chris. So she's Damn. a 97 then. Damn. Oh, that's... Damn. Wait, you're a 96. I'm 96. She's 96. younger than me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Who was, who was uh, your uh, crush at 14, Maria? I don't know. Probably Niall Horn from One Direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> But he's not in his 40s now. No, I don't no. think so. No. Yeah. God. She was 14 when he was Captain America. And then you marry Captain of Whoa. <laughs> My God. So stressful. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Toronto International Film Festival keeps rolling on. Uh, Lil Nas X was in town over the weekend for his, uh, is it a documentary, Maureen? It is, yeah, a concert Lil, documentary. Lil Nas X, Long Live Montero. And I guess the uh, the premiere uh, of the film was delayed because there was a bomb threat. Is that what happened? We didn't know at the time, obviously, but there was. we were wondering, where is this guy? Everyone else has already walked. We're all just standing there waiting, and yeah. we kept, everyone's on their phones and in the earpieces, and they're, oh, on his way, on his way, really? but no one yeah. was saying anything. Did you see the movie? No, I didn't see you the didn't movie, know. no. Uh, and so- I only learned yesterday that his name is actually Montero. <laughs> That's his I first name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See? I didn't know that. But I, I didn't interview the guy. No, but I knew uh, before the interview, at least. Uh, so here is Lil Nas X with Damon Mori on the red carpet. Dude, it is an absolute honor to meet you. We love you on Kiss. What are you hoping that audiences get out of seeing this film? What do you want them to take away? What I want audiences to take away from this film. I want them to take away whatever the f*** they want to. Oh. Really about the F word. Um, I genuinely, I have no expectations. I'm going into this. I'm just excited. Something that that's like real and like raw to me. Not to be like... Oh, so real and deep and raw, like stereotypical. But like, but yeah, like uh, I'm excited for them to just think whatever they think about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> a little harsh. No, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> so, so you care? You don't care that we I, see this? I don't know. Right? I don't know. It's like it is what it is. It's there. It's like there. do what you want. <laughs> yes, it's weird, right? Uh, uh, Lil Nas Almost X feels de- like he wants to fight uh, now. <laughs> I know mean, he's very aggressive about not uh-huh. caring too. Uh, Lil Nas X's father was on the uh, red carpet as well, talking to Damon Mori. Bigger Nas X. <laughs> Robert, it is an honor to meet you. You are little Nas X's father. Nas did you Robert? always know that he was going to be a star? Were there early signs? Did you always know? I always, I didn't know he was going to be a music star, but I always knew he was going to be special. Politics, um, science. Um, he wanted to be a doctor, and I thought he could be a doctor. He was a smart kid, all A's in school, you know, but he... He wanted to do music. He wanted to follow my footsteps, music. So that's what I do, music. And um, I'm just proud of him. You know? What advice did you give him to keep him grounded? Like when you get to be a superstar like him, it can go to your head. What did you say to him to make sure that he stayed humble and a good guy like we see? Just remember where you come from. You can always go back to where you come from. You know, you, you, you could be a star today and, and back on Skid Row tomorrow, you know. Just stay humble and appreciate those who Damn. paved the way for you. That's pretty hard. <laughs> so what, he's not welcome home? Skid Row. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, like, there has to be some sort of safety net in between yes. like Nil Nas X, like super fame and Skid Row. Yeah, like, son, if it don't work out, you can always <laughs> come, come back home. home. We got your room set up and everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, no. son, you can't come home. No. Your mom turned your room into an office. Uh, but Lil Nas X had also said over the weekend that uh, when it does come to his life and the craziness, he uh, says that he does live a normal life and he even uh, goes to places like Whole Foods, which is... Oh, he was at Rabba right afterwards buying strawberries. He was what? He was at Rabba Fine Foods buying strawberries right after the carpet. Really? Yeah, he was like the one right next to my condo. He was in there dressed to the nines. Buying strawberries. Buying strawberries. See, there you go. Right. So I went and stood he's, right where he stood. He's minutes just after. Like us. Yeah. How do you feel now? Um, short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's wild, though. Skid Row, huh? Like, that's your dad, right? Yeah. Like, hey, if it doesn't I, work out, don't we love you? We love you, son. Always knew it doesn't work out. We'll stop Airbnb in your bedroom. Yeah. Come on home. Live with us. We'll just jam, have a barbecue, have a great time. Nope. No. Get you a tent. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis had a terrible weekend, huh? Oh, boy. So they sentenced to Danny Masterson uh, to 30 years to life in prison on Thursday for, I believe it was two counts of rape, who was one of their co-stars on that 70s show. And during sentencing, people who are friends with the accused or the guilty, and they, you can write character reference letters to mm. a judge uh, that maybe they will take into consideration when doling out the sentence. And uh, it was revealed that uh, 50 people wrote letter, letters on Danny Masterson's behalf. And Ashton Kutcher described, and keep in mind, this is after he was convicted of rape. He knew he was going away. Uh, Ashton Kutcher wrote that uh, Danny Masterson was a role model and someone who has, quote, uh, been nothing but a positive influence on his life. He's an extraordinarily honest and intentional human being and a person that is consistently there for you when you need him. At the end of his letter, he asked the judge uh, to uh, take all of his uh, thoughts into consideration when handing down the sentence. He said, well, I am aware that the judgment uh, has been cast as guilty on two counts of rape by force and the victims have a great desire for justice. I hope that my testament to his character is taken into consideration in the sentencing. Mila Kunis's letter said Danny Masterson's uh, warmth, humor, and positive outlook on life have been a driving force in shaping my character and oh. the way I approach life's challenges. She goes on to say his unwavering commitment to being an exceptional older brother figure to me has had a transformative impact on my life and then uh the parents on uh, from that 70s show were also two two of the people that wrote kitty and red? yeah kitty and red oh wow um because i saw um and then people started digging up all sorts of stuff yeah man. i saw on twitter people were celebrating toe for grace because he was to always for grace yeah because eric he, from yeah, uh, 70 show because he never hung out with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was never on punk when Ashton Kutcher was doing punk. And everybody thought that it was Topher because he was stuck up. Right. And then so they were celebrating Topher because they were like he knew. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we get to some clips that are, that have just been unearthed and the uh, apology from Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis, one of Danny Masterson's uh, accusers, uh, Chrissy Carnell Bixler, I guess she was part of that 70s show as well. Oh. Um, so when she found out that Ashton and Mila wrote letters, she said, uh, I know the secrets you're this is to Ashton Kutcher. She said, I know the secrets you are role model keeps for you uh 
ones that would end you. Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny on February 21st, uh, 2001. I hear everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your mentor. Then she went on to address me, Lacuna, saying, I pray you begin the process. Uh, I, I, I pray you begin to process what you experienced as a child on that set. Your older interviews are very telling. I feel very Ooh. sad for you and hope you consider getting therapy. You almost forgot I was there the whole time for those five years on that 70s show, and I remember everything. So what she's talking about is Mila Kunis was 14 years old mm-hmm. when she starred on that 70s show at the very beginning. Yeah. And now all these old interviews are coming out because Ashton Kutcher was 19 when Mila Kunis was 14. And this is a clip of Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher years ago on the Rosie O'Donnell show where they were talking about kissing when Mila Kunis was young and a bet that Ashton Kutcher made with Danny Masterson. Listen well, what's this. funny is when she was she was 14 when we started the show, I was like 19, right? Right. And they're like, okay, you guys are going to be making out in this scene. And I'm like thinking like, wait, this is like slightly illegal, say, that's right? That's probably your first kiss ever, right? It was my first kiss. Why did someone bet you made with Danny about our first kiss? No, it wasn't the first kiss. <laughs> no, it was like a second or third kiss. It was the first, it was like the first week. I've never kissed yeah. a guy, so okay. I, was, I was so, I mean, you know, Ash was attractive, and yeah. I was a 14-year-old little girl, and I was extremely scared for my life. Sure. And it, he, he was very nice about it. He was like, oh, don't worry. So I was like, okay. Then Danny goes and goes, dude, I'll give you $10 if you French kiss her. What would he stick my, stick oh my your tongue in my mouth or something? We had a little side bet yeah. going, yeah. like... So Danny bets me like 20 bucks that I wouldn't do it. And of course, I'm like, yeah, sure. What's the deal? And then the cops showed up and you got arrested (laughs) pretty much. They should have. You had turned 15 by then. No, she was 12, but I know it. There's a big difference. That one year makes the whole world change. Oh, my God. And then there's a clip from year one when Mila Kunis was still 14 where they were doing a thing where Ashton Kutcher was, uh, they were talking about the show. It was like a panel. Mm -hmm. And Ashton Kutcher introduced Mila Kunis. And you can see in the clip, she is a child like she's 14 years old and here 19 year old this is how ashton kutcher introduced mila kunis at 14 only do i get to work with our beautiful beautiful sexy hot next guest on that 70s show but i'm lucky enough to play her boyfriend so i get to make out with her (laughs) okay a very talented hot smart and beautiful mila kunis And, of course, Mila Kunis is 40 now. Ashton Kutcher is, I don't know how old that guy is. They're married. They got kids. They got everything else. So uh, after all the backlash, they released a video sort of explaining slash apologizing for their character letters to Danny Masterson. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. All right. Boy. Didn't go off for them. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Hey, there was a thing that I saw this morning on Twitter, and it was uh, claiming to be uh, Big Brother Portugal because they were speaking Portuguese. And you know, like at night when they put those cameras in the rooms on mm-hmm. those reality shows, and you see people, whether it's like the the too hot to handle or whatever. Sure. Okay. So what was going on in this house was like something I bedroom scene bedroom scenes uh-huh. where there it's like ten beds in one room kind of thing right what was going on in this house was like nothing I had ever seen on a reality show before so it turns out it's not actually Big Brother Portugal it was a show called Rio Shore so basically oh, no. Jersey Shore in Rio. Okay, yeah, and that's the actual show where they took 10, like, you know, young, hot, horny partiers and they stuck them into one house together. And so this is, like, I have literally, ne- like, I, I, I can't get over, like, that this was on television. Could you describe? Television. You can't describe. Okay, so I, okay. Okay, what uh, okay. if you... So, yeah, here, I can describe, okay? So, you know on those reality shows when, like, the nonsense, Maury, like, like the, the, the sort of after dark stuff yeah. where oh, they're yeah. all in the bed? You know how sometimes you see, like, the blankets moving? Sure, like in the smush room. <laughs> right? Like, in the smush room where you see the blankets moving but they're trying to be really discreet and everything else. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, no blankets. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. No blankets, and not only no blankets, but the people on the beds beside them are just like watching. The f- okay, okay, no. okay, you almost, okay. Me, you almost had me say it. Okay, Wa- watching, uh-huh. then, then joining. Ah! Okay. <laughs> This was all on television. Yo, so if, sure you, about that life. Okay, if you see the clip and it, you're going to think it's Big Brother Portugal, it is not. It's from a show called uh, Rio Shore. And I am like, I'm still like affected by it. Like still wow. affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my so God. Anyway, yeah. okay, Are you watching okay, it? Who's okay. watching it right now? <laughs> Who's watching and it? Are you watching oh it, Shem? My, my goodness. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, man, Aaron Rodgers last night. Damn, damn, damn. So he was my fantasy pick, right? (laughs) So Aaron Rodgers was really, he was like the, the, because once we got over all the Tom Brady stuff, like Aaron Rodgers was the story of the NFL all offseason. And he was so like just pumped and it was really great going to the New York Jets. And the, the, the Jets gave up when they went after Aaron Rodgers. They gave the Packers a first round, a second round, a sixth round, and a conditional second round in 2024. All the things. And I don't know if you saw the beginning of the game last night, but it was like it was 9-11, and the whole place was dark, and the whole team was on the field, and then they had Aaron Rodgers run out onto the field with like an American flag, like stars and bars forever, baby, right? And the first rush, like I think it was like the fourth play, he gets sacked. And goes down, and he's out, like, done. And uh, it wasn't looking good, and all the Jets fans were just, like, crushed. And then Xavier Gibson, this undrafted rookie, in overtime, runs the ball 65 65 yards and wins. Like Stephon Diggs. Sam Martin corrals the snap. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return, near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30, hits the Jets. And he's gonna go, Jets win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson, game over. Boom, game over. And uh, 
Here's the here's a little bit of the uh, Jets coach from coach from the uh, press conference talking about just how bad Aaron Rodgers' injury might be. All right, I'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, uh, concerned with his Achilles, uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. How do you process your emotions right now? Just a great win for you guys, but the Aaron injury. Uh, <clears throat> That part sucks. I'm going to enjoy this win. Winning in the NFL is hard, regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, personally, I don't hurt for me. I, I don't hurt for our locker room. I hurt for Aaron and how much he's invested in all of this. Um, you know, so I, I'm still going to say a prayer. I'm still going to hold out hope. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, my, my heart's with Aaron right now and, and nowhere else. Yeah. So if confirmed, if it is the Achilles, that is 100% a season-ending injury. The guys like, in my football group chat were... <laughs> That could be his career, man. It could be. It could That's be. That's what the guys in the chat said last yeah. night. Yeah, they were just everybody was just saying just that. Like, yeah, 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 career over, career ending. <laughs> you can't what? get Achilles replacement surgery. No. no. One guy I even mean, said, yeah, like, yo, just tell him to walk it off. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> even if you have Achilles tendonitis, you're suffering. Yeah. Somebody it's else awful. said that in the group chat too. <laughs> yeah? Yes, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are there. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the world's largest rubber duck is going to be making its way back to Toronto this weekend. However, however, do you remember the last time? 750,000 people went to see this giant rubber duck I when did. it was down I at Harborfront, right? Mm-hmm. So they're bringing back uh, the world's largest rubber duck. This time it's an even bigger duck. Ooh. It's uh, 30,000 pounds, six stories, but it's going to be on land. What, the duck? The duck. Well, why? They're not putting it in the water. It's supposed to be in the water. Because they said that they want to give uh, people a, a closer access experience to the duck. Someone's going to destroy that duck. But the cool thing was that the duck was in the water. Uh huh. That's the I guess deal. when if you go in the if it's on the land, like when it was in the water, only the media, like we went inside the duck. Maybe if it's on the land, now no, more people can people go in it. People just stood on the side of the harbor and took pictures with the duck in the background. I in know. The someone's going to screw with that duck, man. I feel like someone is going to, like, for TikTok or whatever, they're going to go and they're going to yeah. do something and it's going to damage that duck. You think so? People yeah. are going to climb it for sure. Absolutely. I Maria's right. I think it's just stupid to put the, like, the cool, the thing that made the duck cool is that it was in the water. Yes. Like a rubber duck. Put it back in the water. Now it's just a thing on the sidewalk. No. Like a bench. Yes. Yes. Like a statue. Yes, Thank you. it's like a thing now. It was yeah. cool when it was in the water. Put it in the water. I know. We should all go down there. No, I'm not going down there. Okay. Maria and Cam Morgan <laughs> okay, are going we down, can there. Go down there. <laughs> and we'll lift the duck and put it in the water. Yeah, is that what you're going to do? Yeah. I'll okay. even invite the guys from the football group chat. Yeah. We'll all to get move together. The, to move the duck? We'll move the duck in the water. Yeah. What's your plan to move the duck? How would you do it? Uh, forklifts. Forklifts? I'd roll it. Roll it. Six, seven. We need eight forklifts. You guys know how to drive a forklift? I'm sure I can find out. We need eight. We need eight. And a crane. Okay, so it's 30,000 pounds, right? Okay, nine forklifts. And two cranes. (laughs) And two cranes. There's no way. There's no way. I'm kind of pissed about that. I mean, I didn't see the duck the first time, and I won't see the duck this time, but I think the duck should be Isn't this like the third or fourth time the duck's been here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So you you didn't go any of the other times? No, I didn't. So why are you so mad? I just don't like it. Yeah, but now you can go in it. I I don't want to go in it. I don't want to be in a duck. I have a question. I'm not one of those guys. If the duck... Yeah? The big inflatable duck... Yes. If they were going to bring it back to Toronto right. and put it in the water. Oh yeah. As it okay. normally yes. would be. Yes. Would you go see the duck? No. <laughs> <laughs>
I just think for everybody else, like I think that they just they they, oh, they blew the. I think they blew the thing that made it cool. You know, I really do. <laughs> anyway, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, there was a cybersecurity issue at MGM hotels and casinos. Oh no! That uh, like shut a lot of stuff down yesterday. So the incident began on Sunday, uh, and it was impacting the reservation systems and casino floors in Las Vegas, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, <gasps> Mississippi, New York, New Jersey, and Ohio. Oh damn, that's a lot. Yeah, and so what was happening was I don't. There was they haven't given any details as to what the cybersecurity issue actually was, um, but there was. Talk of people who your key cards wouldn't work on your room. Oh, that sucks. So there were people who could not get back into their rooms in all of those hotels. But then MGM released a statement. To me, it just sounds like they unplugged it and plugged it back in. Okay. Because So their statement, their new statement is, as an update to our previous statement, our resorts, including dining, entertainment, gaming, are currently operational and continue to deliver the, uh, the exceptional service that which MGM is known for. Our guests remain able to access their hotel rooms and our front desk staff is ready to assist our guests if needed. We appreciate your patience. Like they, they turn it off and turn it back on again, right? Hard reset. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Will there be an NSYNC reunion at the MTV Video Music Awards yes. in New Jersey tonight? No. So fans have noticed that Justin Timberlake, Joy Fatone, and Lance Bass were all spotted in New York City yesterday because the show is happening in New Jersey. Then there was a shot of J.C. Chazé on a private plane alone. Nobody knows where Yo, he was going. Fly private? However, uh, this is why I'm saying J.C. is not flying private unless he's flying to the NSYNC reunion, right? Huh. Come on now. And then uh, Chris Kirkpatrick was the only one who hadn't really chimed in or made himself noticed noticeable oh, but he uh, but he then posted a picture of uh, it was a 911 thing yesterday uh-huh. and he posted a picture of a New York City fire truck that he I guess took himself and just put it up on Insta so he's also in New York Nah, so they're not getting together go. tonight You don't think so to do that troll song or anything like that Nah cuz the trolls movie is still like November Yeah I personally think that Justin Timberlake is doing some reputation control, and his PR people were like, this is what you got to do. Well, he was, he was at the NFL game last night. Yeah. I think he's doing, I think he's got to do some reputation control. And I know that this is probably not something that he wanted to do, but his people are like, this is what is going to get you favorable attention from people. And Lance Definitely. Bass had dinner at Sorrentino's in WeHo last night. There you go. No, not last night. Last night he was in New York. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, Soho. West West Hollywood is what you said. What's Sorrentino's? So it's an Italian restaurant in the in, in New York. Ooh. Yo, that's Mike the Situation's last name. Yeah. So uh It's all connecting, guys. They they haven't done a new song since two thousand two, and the last time they were all together was ten years ago when uh, JT got the Video Vanguard Award. So could be happening. Are you excited at all? No, you're not excited? Does anybody uh, care? Is that the best show for them to do it on? I guess. I do care. And I hate to, like, honestly, yeah. I'm, I I know I'm standing right now. Yeah. But. but I'm excited because Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion are performing bonk, this song. Bonk, bonk, they are, huh? yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that. Right? I don't know how they're going to do that, man. Baby, eat this peach and this plum. Your body tight like a nun. 
I want to see them do this and sing. Yeah. Can <laughs> you imagine? I would, I, I would be fine to do the show with Cardi B, but I'm like, I'm going on before them. Like, yeah. I'm not coming on after them. What are they going to do after this song? I'll show up and go, bang, bang, bang. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, man. No. Uh, make Unless me look weak. Yeah. Girl, you're gone. No. no. Weak-ass five-part right. harmonies that, come on. Yeah. Dirty pop. Yeah, like, no. Well, would you be my girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Bong, right? Bong, after bongos? Bong, 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 nah. No. Nobody can perform Bro. after Cardi no. B and Meg Thee Stallion do that song. No. Well, you especially can't go up and do, like, some suck boy band song from <laughs> 2002 where you're all weak. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, nah, you can't do that. You got to go on before. You mm. can't go on after bongos. No, no, no chance. You get slaughtered on that. <laughs> do we think NSYNC's going to perform or just give out an award? Oh, that's a good question. Oh. I can't see they're them just on so the show. They're just so dated. I just feel like no one cares. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're so wrong. No, 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 no. An NSYNC reunion. Do you care, huge. Maria? No. NSYNC no. has been, like, they were, no. they're you're 27. My time. Yeah. Nobody cares. I think that, I think that, it, uh, people think that people care, but I don't think the it's internet. No, that's not real yeah. life, though. I don't think it's. I think that they could do a tour, you know, like you know, Backstreet and all those guys, or you know, uh, what's that other boy band? Uh, Ninety-eight degrees. No, no, the other new, one. New kids. New kids. They crush on tour, man. They crush. Backstreet but they're in a, boys, they're, yeah. they're a nostalgia act. Mm-hmm. I don't think NSYNC and Justin Timberlake are right now coming to terms with the fact that in order for this to work, they have to embrace the fact that they're a nostalgia act. I think that they still think that they're relevant. And then especially to come on stage after this. Stop it! I'm gonna get the Finn Wolfhard. Yes. <laughs> Stop like, it. And all five of them jump up on stage? Stop it. I got to right? get... No. No. There's a thousand Stop. words that I could say. Stop it. To okay. make me come home to you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Finn Wolfhard was at uh, the Toronto National Film Festival hanging out with Damon Mori. Uh, he's got a new movie called Hell of a Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Finn Wolfhard and... Um, what's the guy's name? Billy Brick. And is this, what is this, like a camp movie, Maury? A murder camp movie? Yeah, with a bunch of, like, teenagers. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Oh, what could not go good. wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, here's David Maury talking about why uh, summer camps are the perfect place for murder. What is it about overnight summer camps that always makes the best place for a thriller movie? It's isolated. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. especially with the teenagers, there's a lot of hormones happening. There's a lot of raging hormones. There's a lot of... People with a new, like, found sense of responsibility. There's not a lot of adult supervision, and I think people just are not afraid to go wild, and then, you know, you, you can't escape, so that always helps. That's true. That is very true. Do you ever camp, Mocha? You ever go to, no? Maria, oh, you ever what? camped? Camped? Like, yeah. in, in the wild? Yeah, you go to, like, a camp or anything like that? No, no? I don't camp. I went glamping once and we left early. Shem? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Why did you leave early? And how long until you left from the time you arrived? Um, this is a really... Oh, my God. You're I, so soft. Yeah. It was like an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and, and a half? I brought, like, things to grill, and there was no, like, kitchen kitchen area, and then all the food, we the couldn't woods? eat it. And so you left? How many of you went? It was... It, it, I, I booked the glamping for Louie and I, and it, went, it was for his birthday, the first year we were dating, and it went completely backwards so an hour and a half and then you left (laughs) yeah and where'd you go just back home back to his house and got my (laughs) 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 (
You ever camp, Shem? Oh, come on, guys. Okay. <laughs> come on. We know, we know Maury grew up going to Jewish <laughs> camp, right? Summer. Uh, but the thing about camping, and I don't remember who said this, like what makes camping terrified was that the saying was that, you know, the most terrifying part of camping in the middle of nowhere isn't that you're alone. The terrifying part is that maybe you're not alone. Right. Finn, picture it. You and I are in a tent, okay? We're camping, okay? Separate sleeping bags. Uh-huh. What sound freaks you out the most that you stick would breaking. hear? Stick breaking. Stick breaking. I was going to say stick breaking under a foot. We're, we're buds. It's, it's, it sounds like we're, we're camping buds. Is that what it is for you, a stick breaking? Yeah, stick, a stick breaking. What sound is it for you that freaks you out? Bear yeah. growling. Growl. No, bear, no, bear growl would be no. pretty scary. Or just silence. Like Just eerie silence would be pretty freaky for me, too. No. I think a man whistling. Oh, good one! Right, keys jingling. Yeah, no, I th- you know what it would be. Ter- you know, what would be terrifying. Is that, honestly, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, like in a tent, and then you just heard someone go, "Hello," that would be the most terrifying. Stick breaking, you can justify. Wind whistling, animals. you can do. Animals, all that other stuff. But I think if you were in a tent alone in the middle of nowhere and you just heard like a guy pretty close to the tent go, "Hello," Mm-mm. that doesn't sound terrifying though, bro. You have no idea. You would be so scared. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Nah. You're in Even the middle of nowhere camping. Breaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro. As like no, that? No, no. You would no. be terrified. You would, like, you would it's lose. Like Urkel. No, no. You would mess your sleeping bag. <laughs> yes, you would. No. yes, you would. No. Yes, you would. No. Yes, you would. You would mess your sleeping bag. No. Throw out the Dukes. Real, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. You ever been camping? Once. Once and? Hated it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. There's a guy on uh, Twitter named David Zaslav, and his okay. Twitter bio just simply reads, I am your daddy. Oh, God. And okay. at 6.01 p.m. last night, mm-hmm. way before Monday Night Football started, he wrote on Twitter, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in 2.5 hours. Wait, what? At what time? 6.01 p.m. last night. His, this, this one tweet has 10.9 million views. WTF? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in 2.5 hours. That was the tweet. My favorite comment, the first comment that got the most action is uh, one guy replied and said, now say I'm going to get some bitches. (laughs) 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 Got him! That's incredible. Um, Yo, and and this is just a dude. Like, he's just some guy. No. Like some sports He's just some guy from California? No. And then he followed that one up. So he tweeted that at, at just after six. And then he tweeted at 624 again, way before the game started. Six, tw- this is Eastern time? Yes. Okay. He tweeted 40 year old quarterback on rain drenched turf against the best team in football. What could go wrong? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> this guy's got to be a time traveler. I don't know. How do you know? To pinpoint the no exact idea. same thing that no happened to the guy. Idea. He went to no 2015, idea. got the the almanac, the sports <laughs> almanac. I guess. I guess. I don't know what happened, man. Uh, no, that wouldn't make sense, though. Uh, it would be in there. 
2015? No, because that would no. be 2015 and going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't know the future it's if he went back and it's, got the... It's, it's, I don't uh, have to explain. No. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, no. Failed. <laughs> Failed joke attempt. <laughs> no, it's math. Math is what God... Math is what always gets you more. <laughs> <laughs> got him! It's always going to be math. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Taryn Manning, remember she released that video where people were very concerned for her when she was talking about the married man she was dating and all this other stuff and going in on the wife. Uh, so in this video, she talks a little about how people always think that she's either high or drunk because of her voice, but she says it's because she's almost deaf and that she uh, slurs a lot and she's not drunk or high. But here she is defending her good friend, Danny Masterson, after he was given 30 years to life for two counts of rape. I'm all the way in for everything that I've always stood for, that I was hiding secretly, that, that, that there's no human on this planet that doesn't deserve to, to have the best life and to be happy and free because you are made in the image of the good Lord, made perfectly just the way you are. And the fact that people want to just tear us all down, like even like with my friend Danny going to prison for 30 years. Yeah, he made a mistake, but everyone just, oh, just, just, that's just what it was. Keep, keep going. Just keep crucifying him as if he's not already suffering. He gets it. He got it. Leave him alone. Leave me alone. Leave people alone. Who are you? Who are you? What did you do today to change the world, huh? Since you have so many opinions, what did you do to change the world, huh? People like you. <laughs> People like me. Yeah. Enough. Enough. It's enough. She knows he was convicted of rape, right? Yes, of course she does. Okay. But he's but he made a mistake, though, is what she said. Totally normal behavior. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Cardi B. You remember when Cardi B threw that microphone because somebody splashed her with water? Oh, yeah. And then she, like, cracked somebody in the head. So I guess she's not going to be charged for that. So now Cardi B can fully talk about it. So here's Cardi B breaking down what went on on that stage. It was really like a quick reaction. Mm-hmm. It was really like... And let me tell you, mother... I didn't want to address it because I thought bitch was going to jail. So <laughs> nah. I didn't really... Nah, because... People was making their own... Like, let me tell you something, right? It was hot as... <laughs> there was a part of the show that I told people, like, you know, you splash me. Yeah. But even when I told them splash me, I was like, mate, be careful with the face. The, the mm. face is beat. So, four songs after, n- nobody has splashed me. I told y'all to splash me for one little second. Mm. Four songs after, which is like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes after, this threw water and ice I, on my yeah. face. <laughs> so, like, it, I just automatically reacted. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that I was throwing it. At the, the, I just threw this because it's yeah. like... <laughs> You yeah. hit me right in my face, mm-hmm. and 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 when I look at the video, it's like, nah, you intent, you yeah. intended to throw that shit in my face, cause you ain't did it like this. You threw you it like, away like it was like, like and that shit had ice, and everybody's like, oh, no, bitch, you you throw some ice in your face, bitch, and you gonna tell me how the feel, bitch, because I felt very violated. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love Cardi B so much. Like, come on, we I cannot wait till we get Cardi B on this show. She would be like probably my favorite person to talk to ever. It's gonna be a pre-tape though, right? Like, live. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So what happened backstage with Meg Thee Stallion and Justin Timberlake last night at the VMAs? Um, there was a clip that was going crazy on social media where Justin Timberlake walks by Meg Thee Stallion backstage as she's getting her makeup touched up. He says something to her, and then she says something to him and starts pointing her finger in his face. Mm-hmm. 
And then Joey Fatone says something as he's walking by, and then the finger is still going as Timberlake sort of continues on. And everybody's like, yo, like, what's the beef between Justin Timberlake and Meg The Stallion? Didn't even know those two worlds crossed. Thank you. So I guess this was the first time those two worlds crossed because that meeting was, and this all makes sense now if you think of Meg The Stallion's personality. So Justin walked by Meg The Stallion and said, nice to meet you. And then Meg saw that it was Justin Timberlake and was like, no, 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 no. This doesn't count. We got to meet proper. Oh, okay. so I guess she was like, no, this is not our meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not a, not a pass by. Erase this from his, yes. the history books. This needs to be a proper right. meeting because she's because uh, she's, she's such a fan. A fan such a fan. Right. So that's what that uh, moment was. Apparently, apparently it was not an argument. It was actually a really sweet moment for uh, Meg The Stallion. Uh, Taylor Swift last night. Yeesh, my goodness. Uh, nine what? of 11 uh, no, nominations she won. Yo, like, big up Taylor Swift. That's Queen. crazy. That's crazy. Queen Tay-Tay. Uh, so, she, yeah, she was nominated for 11. She won nine. Uh, Beyonce's won 28, two of which were with Destiny's Child. So uh, puts Taylor up into second place. Uh, NSYNC. Their big reunion was not a performance. Lame. Lame. That's why Meg Stallion was mad. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> not, not like this. No, I would be Jerks. too. I would be too. Uh, and here is the uh, introduction to NSYNC, who then presented the award to Taylor. Listen, y'all. This is a this is an iconic moment. So let's be quiet real, for one second. For the first time ever, back together in like a decade. Make some noise for NSYNC. All right. How they look? Happy? Happy to be back together? Yeah, yeah, Older. Old, yeah. Older. Yeah, but they are. Yeah. Yeah. We just when we won Best Pop Video for Bye Bye Bye. It was our first VMA and it meant the world to us. That award validated our hard work and, well, we might have won again for pop, but you guys remember that? A little bit. Yep. A little bit, yeah. A lot has changed I the remember. past two decades. <laughs> but one thing remains constant. A creative, boundary-pushing video leaves a lasting mark for decades. Now, we just wanted to say thank you, MTV, and especially all of you guys. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for always supporting your favorite musical artists. So thank you, guys. But we're not going to perform for you no. tonight. Y'all ready to give out the first award? Well, here are the nominees for Best Pop. And the VMA goes to... That's quick. <laughs> the Unstoppable... Taylor Swift. Okay. Hey. And then Taylor comes up, and Taylor puts them in a position now because Taylor immediately goes into, uh, you guys are getting back together and doing something new, right? <laughs> like, it's amazing. So and now they have to. Yeah. So here's Taylor. I'm not doing well pivoting from this to this. Like, I had, I had your dolls. I like, <laughs> no. like, are you doing something? What's going to happen now? What are you, there's something they're going to, they're going to do something and I need to know what it is. Um, right. You guys are, you're, you're, you're doing something, right? You're so doing some such pressure. Bro. From your golden pop hands is really, 
it's too much. Chris Kirkpatrick probably standing there like, yeah, guys, yes, can we please go. do, say more, do something? Say Come more, on, say Lance, more. say something. Say more, Taylor. <laughs> Keep going. I loved making pop music videos. I also loved making country. I, I love slinking around different genres. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she is. Uh, one but of the, she must know that they're doing something with the Trolls movie, right? Like that's the rumor. Yeah, I know, but I think that she wants like a regular, like a, like I think that she's saying, guys, just put an album out or do a tour or something. I think mm-hmm. I think personally, Taylor's saying go on tour because that's where Taylor. Well, they have to do the Troll thing first. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is coming out, but I think they need to tour. They need to do one sort of. They crush. They yeah. crush. For sure. Um, one of the best moments of the night was there's a, uh, a Latin artist named Anita. Uh, she performed her song, uh, Used to Be. Here's a clip of that. I used to be a ho, but now I ain't no more. Okay. But during her acceptance speech for Best Latin Award at the VMAs, she did what I think more artists should do, which was thanked herself. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Thanks to me. I want to thank myself because I worked so hard. Oh my God. Right? That's the energy. That's the, that's the vibe right there. We need more of that. Taking a play out of, out of Roz's book right there. At a words show. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Toronto National Film Festival rages on. Um, a few stars showing up that were given uh, passes to promote their movies. Uh, last night on the red carpet for the movie Memory was um, Peter Sarsgaard and Jessica Chastain. This was a movie that has been doing the rounds at the um, film festivals. And it was at Venice, Maury? That's right, yeah. So it was at Venice, and this was one of those things. You really, They really amp these up. They don't do so, so much do it in Toronto, but like Venice and Cannes, they really go big on how long the standing ovation was, right? Like those Europeans. Almost like love, a competition now. They love to stand and clap, they made right? Brendan Fraser cry last year. Yes. That's, right? Yes, yes. With the whale? Yes, yeah. that's right. But they love to stay in and clap. And Memory was one of these movies that came out of the Venice Film Festival with one of those headlines because after it premiered, they got an eight-minute standing ovation. That's too long. Which meant the stars of the film had to stand there. And clap too? For eight minutes while people clapped. So uh, here's Damon Mori with uh, Jessica Chastain first. Jessica Chastain, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. So this is one of the most talked about films at the festival. And at Venice, it got an eight-minute standing ovation. What do you do for the eight minutes? What goes through your mind? How do you prepare for an eight-minute standing ovation? Is that really something you can prepare for? I'm not sure. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. At one point, I... I just became too, it came so much. I was so, it's the first time I had seen the film too. And the film is incredible what Michelle put together and what he did. And I was so moved by the story and the film and then the audience's reaction to it. I mean, after a while, of course, I'm not counting. I don't know how long it's lasting. It just got to the point where I, I said a few times, I'm like, how do we get out of here? The doors yeah. seem to be blocked. Uh-huh. And then someone would sneak me a tissue that I would wipe my eyes a little bit. And, um, yeah, I, I just tried to do my best to 
to keep it together. Yeah, you it's keep, awkward. Do you keep track of the time when people, when you walk around and, and people, people stand applaud? Yeah. yeah, I've never hit eight minutes, though. Oh. Yeah, but I, I do keep track. <laughs> you're, you're right. Uh, and here is uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, Herman Gert. I love Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> How do you prepare for an eight-minute stand? I want to know who timed it. <laughs> like, who hits it at the beginning, right? Uh, it was very long. It was so long that at one point, I started to have a great deal of empathy for people's hands. <laughs> That's what she said. Because it actually hurts to clap for that long. And I, I was telling Jessica and Michelle, I was like, I think we should leave. Otherwise, people are getting injured. <laughs> Man, if you bleeped uh, clap <laughs> in that, just the uh, word clap. It was very long. It was so long that at one point, I started to have a great deal of empathy for people's hands. Because it actually hurts to clap for that. It hurts. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, go back to the beginning now. How do you prepare for an eight-minute stand? I want to know who timed it. (laughs) Like, who hits it at the beginning, right? Uh, (laughs) It was very long. It was so long that at one point, Uh I started to have a great deal of empathy for people's hands. Really? You don't say. Because it actually hurts to for that long. (laughs) And I I was telling Jessica and Michelle, I was like, I think we should leave, otherwise people are getting injured. Yeah, you're right. Eight eight minutes is a long time. Now go back to Jessica and say they they started secretly handing me towels so I could... um, No, 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 Just bleep where she says eyes. No, 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 no. Now you're going too far, guys. Come on. Oh! Come on, Ross. Um... <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, let's talk Steve Harvey here. Do we have time for poor Steve Harvey? So, Always so, got okay. time for Uncle Steve. So if you, Steve Harvey and his wife have just been going through it, Marjorie. And the the story was a couple of weeks ago that uh, his wife had an affair with like the the chef and the bodyguard and all of this stuff. And then they started bringing out all these old videos. And then Steve Harvey's co-host on his radio show, a woman by the name of Shirley Strawberry, uh, an audio clip was released of her from years ago. I guess her husband was in prison Mm -hmm. and she was having a conversation with her husband while he was in the joint talking about Marjorie and how Marjorie treats the, Uh, radio show staff like the help and so that was then released and so then she also in that call said that marjorie was the reason that steve's first marriage broke up like she was just talking 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 and they keep all those calls yes call the joint yes and then somebody found it and they released it and this is steve's co-host so this is steve harvey now uh sort of giving an update on what the status of his marriage is and trying to shut down all of this noise you know uh my wife and me, we've been getting beat up for the past two weeks. Oof. When something like this happens, you know, we our motto has always been to never address bloggers. Right. And we don't right. we don't give it no room or steam. No life. No, no nothing. Because we know who we are and we know whose we are. And so we don't <laughs> we don't address bloggers. That's a great line. When this came out, <laughs> it's a little bit different because it's not gossip, rumor. Or, or malicious lie, it came from the inside circle. Because mm. we are inside circle. We are family. Surely. It's been man. so ugly. Surely. For surely. my wife, man. My wife asked me not to do it. Because she said, Steve, all them haters going to do is flip anything you say in reverse. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're out there just lying about my girl. Oh. And you got her this. 
and you're tearing away at her character. And I don't like what you're doing to her. I don't like the timing of this jailhouse release because it just seemed like it added more and it came from the inside. I'm tired, but she got to be tired. The woman I married is a good woman. She the best thing ever happened to me. She's God-fearing. She's loyal. She's faithful. And she's a kind and loving person. I don't care what nobody says. And y'all quit talking about she was in my other marriage and ruined it. She didn't. She was nowhere around that. My marriage, I got divorced in 2005. My marriage was over when the Kings of Comedy was out. Y'all ain't know that, though. And I'm tired of y'all talking about my girl. Because my girl is one of the best women I've ever met. And why you black-ass people out there got these blogs <laughs> like you just going to destroy somebody? I don't really know what that's about. Damn. But don't worry about it because it ain't working. Because all we are now, we are a tighter two-handed circle. Thank Oof. you for doing that. Yes, The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the fallout from Drew Barrymore continuing with her talk show uh, amid the uh, writers and actors strike um, has like come back to sort of bite her in the ass in a weird way. So she was set to host the National Book Foundation Awards and Oprah was supposed to be the guest speaker. But because of Drew's decision and I guess because striking workers are picketing out in front of her uh, studios, everything else, uh, the National Book Awards they say is an evening dedicated to celebrating the power of literature and the incomparable contributions of writers to our culture. They go on to say in a statement in light of the announcement that Drew Barrymore's show will resume production, the National Book Foundation has rescinded Miss Barrymore's invitation oh. to host the 74th National Book Award ceremony. So they took that away from her. Because they don't that want protesters showing up. Really wild though. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the VMAs last night, a bunch of stuff we didn't get to uh, earlier, some of the uh, big moments. Uh, how did Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion manage to do bongos? Like, did it even sound anything like the song or? Oh, there we go. Loving it. Oh, I love that song so much. Yeah, uh, I don't like when they do this. When they start adding too many like big awards, like the the MTV Awards have always had the Video Vanguard Award, which was always the sort of big tribute of the night, right? And that what Shakira did that last night, right? She got yeah. the Video Vanguard Award. That was always like, let's bring back the legend. When did they start doing the Global Icon Award? Because to me, that takes away from the Video totally Vanguard does. Award. Couldn't agree more. Like, what are you doing? What was the Global Icon Award? So Diddy wins the Global Icon Award. So they well, have, globally, he's an icon. I know, but they like that's that. Like, and he's got that new album coming out on Friday. The Video Vanguard Award is the big award. That's where you bring back the legend and you give them props and everything else. It's like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Thank you. So what the hell is the Global Icon Award? <laughs> the Lifetime Achievement Award again. Totally. Globally. Uh, glo- <laughs> so anyway, uh, here's a uh, here's a montage of Diddy. Like yesterday, we used to rock the show. I laced the track, you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block, the dope. No 
How much time did they give him on stage, huh? Oh, he he performed for like 10 minutes. Really? really? Huh? And it was then 14 spoke, minutes. 14 yeah. And then Maury. spoke yeah. another like four or five afterwards. And what did they give Shakira? Not that much, I bet. Shakira had 12 minutes. Oh, oh my God. She's not a global icon. <laughs> No denying the amount of hits Diddy has. Oh, oh yeah. they started the Global Icon Award in 1992. That's not cool. Oh, I love this song. All right. Woo. Uh, best Afrobeats went to uh, Rema for Calm Down featuring ah, Selena Gomez. Yes. Well deserved. Africa in the house tonight. Listen to that reaction. First of all, I want to give big thanks to God. I want to give big thanks to my fans. Make some noise. Woo! Of course. I want to give big thanks to my team. Big shout out to Selena. I want to say I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I want to give a big shout out to the new generation of Afrobeats. We're here to take it to the rest of the world. And one more time, make some noise for Selena Gomez. But before we walk out of this stage, I feel Selena should say something, you know? Yeah. I want you to come on. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rima, for believing in me, and thank you for choosing me to be a part of such an incredible song that's been able to break records. Thank you to all of you for listening, for streaming. I could not be more honored. And I want to send all my love to Nigeria. Thank you. Wow, wow. there you go. That's amazing. One of the biggest songs in the world. Uh, the yeah. first winner of the uh, Global Icon Award, Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Really? Yeah? What year was that? 1992. 92. Didn't oh, you just say they started in 82? No, I said 92. Oh. Yeah, bogus, man. Um, that pisses me off <laughs> really does I don't like that but this is the first year you've ever complained I about know. it yeah. it's because you didn't know that it existed I before know. I thought it was the same thing <laughs> we could have right? had this conversation last year with whoever I don't know. won the award last year or the past 14 Listen. years you had opportunities to be upset over this <sighs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast young adults don't think spelling matters no they do that's the headline uh, in a new survey, less than a quarter of Gen Zers use periods, commas, and quotation marks in casual chats. Less than a quarter. Um, the numbers are similar when it comes to using capital letters. Just a quarter of people between 18 and 24 make sure you use capital letters correctly compared to 61% of, I don't like this word, seniors. <laughs> less than 10% of people say they make sure to use proper grammar. Less than 10% of people say that they don't use proper grammar on things grammar on things like TikTok. Grandma. Shut Grandma. up, Shem. Shut up, Maria. <laughs> Shut up, Mocha. Shut up, Maury. <laughs> um, most young adults uh, say that as long as the meaning is covered, mm -hmm. the Convey. technical accuracy of the writing doesn't matter anymore. I've said this forever. And only, I know, didn't you give me trouble for using a period? You thought I was mad at you because I used a period oh, in text? you overuse periods. I don't overuse periods. And you underuse letters. I, I use periods where they matter. I don't use them because you've taken all the periods. Oh, stop it. 
This is because, so what happened was when they started limiting the amount you could write on things like Twitter, right? Mm. What happened was proper human beings like myself saw, okay, we got 140 characters. How can we say what we need to say using proper grammar, right? And we figured that out. Where the younger generation was like, okay, we only have 140 characters. What can I do? Get rid of grammar. Get rid of things like periods, right? That's, that's the difference. LOL. It's not LOL. People also use like emojis for like the end of the sentence now. I've yeah. never used an emoji. <sighs> I love I've never emojis. used an emoji. I know really? once in my so life have I ever used an emoji Are to you convey a, anything. An emoji user? Uh, like, Maria? like I, I don't overuse them. Like I'll put them where it's like warranted, but I also like don't use a lot of periods either. But like I also send text messages in like by line. So like I'll send like 10 text messages oh, no. instead of sending like one long text message. Right. Which makes it very difficult when you're copying and pasting text and, and then putting it in an email. Why are you huh? doing, Why are you doing that? that? Like if I have to take a text from that somebody texts me and then put it in an email when Why people do, do it for the Why? show. Like and if people do it the way Maria does oh, it, it's like, like if copy you're trying paste, to. Copy, oh, I got you. Copy, I got I'm purposely so you start sending Maury one letter. Don't at a you time. remember in school? Did you have to take typing in school? Yes. Uh -huh. you're no. right? Don't you remember in school that the rule was after a period two spaces? No. My dad's like that. He gets mad. He, okay, so my dad used to edit my essays. Yeah. He'd be like, why are you not double spacing? Double space. After your <laughs> double space after a You guys don't remember double space after I a period? Not, no. no. What about indenting a paragraph? No one does that anymore. Yes, they do. I no. do. <laughs> my husband says you're not supposed to. Um, uh, double space after a period. You don't do that? No. I don't do it anymore. I like I got I had to get myself out of that. But you know how long it took me to train my body to not hit it twice? <laughs> <laughs> How long, Russ? Uh, yeah, how long? I hit it twice for years, and then it took me a, it took me a lot of work to retrain my muscle memory to only hit it once, Tw twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. God, man, what the hell is wrong with Kanye West? What now? So. I don't know if you've seen it before, but he's owned it for a while. He has this gorgeous, like, beachfront Malibu mansion. It's $57 million house, right? Gorgeous. It's, like, right on the beach. And he's now being sued by the project manager who he hired to remodel the place after the contractor expressed expressed concerns about the extreme danger of what Kanye wanted this guy to do to this $57 million house. So Kanye hired this guy to go into this house, which is like paradise. Mm -hmm. And his instructions to the contractor were to remove all the windows. What? All the electricity, all the plumbing, put a generator inside the house and turn it into a bomb shelter. <laughs> what? Bruh. He also asked the contractor to replace all the stairs with slides. <laughs> okay, that, okay, that's cool. That's kind of fire. That's no, cool. no, no, no. It, it, yeah, yeah. How do you get up? <laughs> you climb the slide like you did as a kid. <laughs> that's great. That sounds awesome. Hold on. I'm looking at a photo Look, of this place. Bro. Yes. It looks like the start of construction. No, no, that's that's what the house looked like, and then they gutted it. Oh, this is what it looked like before. Like, like it was a beautiful house, and then they gutted it, 
and they took out all the windows and everything else. And then Kanye was like, okay, well, concrete over all where the windows used to be. Like he wanted a concrete box with no electricity and no plumbing and the stairs replaced by slides. So anyway, so now this guy is suing Kanye because he told Kanye that if he didn't do the work Kanye wanted him to do, that he would consider him an enemy. Oh, and you don't want to be in bad books. And he only paid Kanye for, I think, like one week's work. Although this guy, because they gutted the place and everybody knew it was Kanye's place, was sleeping there because Kanye didn't hire security to look after it. So he worked on the place for a while and was oh. sleeping there. So nobody came in and messed around with it. Yeah, and then Kanye, materials. Yes, and then Kanye paid the guy for a week because he wouldn't take out all the windows, electricity, plumbing, stairs, Man. and install a generator inside the home. <laughs> I miss the old Kanye, <laughs> honestly. It's a beautiful house, though. Really beautiful. You know what it needs? What's windows. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, like that view, right? <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the new documentary uh, for the Millie Vanilli movie, which is coming out on Paramount Plus at the end of October. Uh, Millie Vanilli, if you're not familiar. So back in like the late 80s and then into the early 90s, Millie Vanilli was this pop act. Ask your parents, Maria. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, Millie Vanilli was this pop act, oh, wow. and it's it's such a unique story because they became famous and won a Grammy for their debut album, but it wasn't them singing on the album. It's like these music producers got together and they hired singers to sing, and then they hired these two gorgeous German guys to front the band and just lip sync, and they became like the most famous act in the world. You know how now you always hear stories about industry plants, industry plants, right? This was like the original industry. Plant. Yes. That's cool. Yes. And Clive Davis was all behind. Like everybody was in on it. Mm -hmm. So here's a clip from the documentary. They had it all. Girl, you know it's true. One minute Millie Vanilli were there. Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. And the next minute they weren't. They don't want us to sing. What? This is weird. We don't want to lip sync. Someone had to have known this was going on. There's no real crime here. But... It costs a life. But you make a pact with the devil. There is not another story like this in music history. I wonder why and it took so to, long. They had to give back their Grammy. Because oh, one of them died, right? So this is a girl you know it's true, right? And then what happened was, is that after the scandal happened, they had to give back the Grammys. But in that time of when they got busted to this press conference they did in 1990, the management hired them singing coaches to teach these two guys how to sing Milli Vanilli songs. And the problem was, is they barely spoke English. And so when they were teaching them how to sing the songs, like everything had to be written out phonetically so they could say like in German, like what they would sound like in English, like they couldn't even say the words when they were singing. So they tried to get they tried to get them up to speed to be able to impress a crowd full of reporters at a news conference. Uh, and then this is the disaster that happens. Okay, I demo okay. said. Let's Sorry. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> But this mic's a f you know, you guys. One, oh. two, one, two. Okay. Girl, you know it's true. Oh. Ooh, 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 I love you. I'm 
in love with you, girl, because you're on my mind. mind. You don't want to think about most every, every time. time. Okay. When you crack a smile <laughs> and everything you do. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> That's right. That's how you do. What a disaster. No, That's how you but do. But they, they originally got busted, uh, Maria, if you don't remember this, because they were doing a big live TV show and okay. the backing track started skipping. And then that's how it all that's how it all started for them. And then the original singers were like, Yeah, it's us. And they were just like two guys. Yeah. How did no- they go on for so long is my question. Like, well, because they were crazy. just yeah, it was it was a huge you know, secret. So they were big pop stars, but their run wasn't that no long. No. Not like a couple okay. of years. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But they did everything. Like everybody, everybody was doing that dance. Remember the Millie Vanilli dance? No, I'm too young. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think I saw on Wikipedia or on like YouTube. Yeah. You shuffle side to side, right? Yes. I think so. It's a shuffle side to side. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Thank you, Internet. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, and Jimmy Kimmel are, they have that uh, podcast, Strike Force 5, mm-hmm. but now they're doing Strike Force 3. Huh? Uh, because. Uh, Nobody's John, downloading the podcast? You know, John Oliver and uh, the other guy, Seth uh, Myers, aren't uh, going to be taking part, but they're doing it live in Vegas at the MGM. So they're doing uh, Strike Force 3 with Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, and Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, it's going to be a live show on Saturday, uh, September 23rd. Uh, down in Vegas, and then I guess all proceeds are going to uh, striking uh, writers and everything else in comedy. So maybe they will talk on stage about the Rolling Stone article with Jimmy Fallon. Maybe, maybe. I don't think so. You don't think so? Or maybe he'll address it, like, quickly and then move on. Yeah, yeah. It won't be, like, a long discussion. Yeah, because everybody was expecting them to talk about it on their podcast, but all those podcasts were pre-recorded, right? So that's why you won't hear it. I tried listening. It's not good. I listened to the... I don't know, the first 10, 15 minutes of episode one. Yeah. I understand what they're trying to do right. to support the strike and yes. the writers who are losing out on money. Yes. But to listen to a full episode and multiple episodes about this. Right. It's just no. not, it's not for me. No, me neither. I gave it a chance. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The press conference for the uh, escaped and then captured uh, Danilo Cavalcante in Pennsylvania yesterday was crazy. I don't know if you saw the capture. Like a a, a, a dog got him. A police oh, police no. dog was the one that chased I him. I saw down. like when they had him in the like, armored vehicle going down the highway. Yeah, and then I and then the, all the cops like they all did like a big giant selfie with them. Like it was really weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, they they it was like thirty cops in military gear, and when they got him, they cuffed him, and then they like put him in the middle, and they all gathered around for a picture. Uh, and I guess he was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt. And when they took him out of the back of the Hummer or the police van, I guess it was, um, they cut it off him. The Eagles the sweater? Yeah, they cut it off him. Like and you're not, you can't represent I, I, this. I, maybe it was that or maybe it was something else. Or this is a symbol out what, here. Who knows what it was. But when you see him, right, because he's he's like five feet tall, this mm-hmm. guy, right? Like he's little. And when you see him next to all these cops, like it looks like a child. Uh, but he's the guy that escaped. And uh, he's, uh, he's he fled Brazil because he was uh, killed somebody in Brazil. And then he was in the United States illegally and killed somebody here. So he's, he's real garbage. But um, so what do you the, think? Solitary? 
or he just for a really long time yeah. and lives in a separate part. Maybe yeah. not solitary, but like lives in a separate part of the prison. Yeah, but the crazy thing was is that there was another guy in May who escaped from that exact same prison the exact same way. Really? And they, ca- they caught him two hours later, though. So right? Or like 10 this, minutes or whatever it was. But make this guy so special. It man. was, there was, I don't know, there's a thing with the guards where like the, there was one guard that was suspended and then there was other stuff going on in the yard. And I don't know, but isn't that, he was the second guy that escaped and he was on the run for like 14 days, this guy. Okay. Uh, but anyway, at the press conference, uh, there was a podcaster who lives close by to where the press conference was happening. And he was like, oh man, I wonder if I could get into the press conference and ask a question. <laughs> and so he got like right up to the front and asked, uh, asked this question. Transported to an SCI. Sir, was there any concern that he would team up with another small man to step inside of a trench coat, little rascal style? Oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 Bro. Come on, man. This ain't a cartoon. <laughs> was, that, was that guy asked to leave? Or you think he... Yeah, no, and then he was asked to leave. And then uh, I watched an interview with him, and he was like, yeah, but what they didn't know is he's like, I actually drove to that place on a suspended license, so joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Room full of cops. Wow. <laughs> right? Oh <my> Crazy. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, my God. It does not, not get better for Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. What happened now? So I guess they got a new animated show called Stoner Cats, uh-huh. and they've just been fined $1 million by the SEC, the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, because I guess when they were funding for this movie, they sold 10,000 NFTs for a profit of $8 million, and... They didn't have a license for the offering and selling of crypto asset securities to the public uh, in an unregistered offering that was not exempt from registration. So okay. uh, it's a, it was like a GoFundMe crowd yeah. thing, and they started explain it. Explain it to me like I'm five. Okay, so NFTs, which are the things that don't exist, yes, right? They were crowdfunding, and part of the thing that they got for money was they were giving people NFTs, basically crypto. Yeah. And in order to sell crypto, you need to be licensed to sell crypto. And they weren't licensed. And they were not licensed, so they got fined $1 million for that, which is not surprising at all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, The Toy Hall of Fame, are you interested in what the offerings are this year of the possibilities going into the Toy Hall of Fame? Before you mention, I'd like to know from Maria, who's 27 years old, just joined the Roz and Mocha Show in the summertime. What Mm -hmm. were some of the toys that you grew up with? Um... Cabbage Patch Dolls. Yeah. No, you, really? Yeah. When, when yeah. were you born? 96. No. Yeah, we had them. Me and my sister both had them. Really? Oh, but like the, the reissue. Yes, like the reissued oh, versions. Oh, okay. I got so, um, what else? Polly Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Nintendo DS. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. um, Finally. I had a Walkman. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I had the mini iPod when that came out. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, the Nintendo that? Switch, not the Switch. The, what was the first one? DS. No, the smaller one, like like the little Game, Game Boy. Cube. Game, Game Boy, Boy. Yeah. yeah, I had yeah. like two of those. Okay. Tamagotchis. <gasps> those are my favorites. Okay, <laughs> okay so here when Ross was a kid, it was just ball and cup. <laughs> <laughs> Kick a tin can down the road. <laughs> no shoes on. <laughs> yeah. I had- I walked to school in two left shoes, Maria. <laughs> well, Uphill, both ways. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, so the 12 finalists for the 2023 stick and ball. Um, the 2023 uh, class are, now these are not the ones who are getting in. These are the 12 nominations, and they will pick three from this group. 
Okay. Baseball cards. Okay. Battleship. Uh-huh. Great game. Bingo. Bop it. Mm-hmm. Remember Bop it? I do. Yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids. Choose your own adventure books. Okay. Connect Four. Great game. The Little Tykes Cozy Coop. Oh, the Little Tykes, yeah. Okay. Nerf Toys. Oh, yes. Slime. Uh-huh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. And Ken. Just Ken? Just Ken. Because Barbie, I think, is already in. Oh, for sure Barbie's already in. But how is in. Choose Your Own Adventure books a toy? Our baseball card's a toy. Yeah, yeah. Like those collectibles, wouldn't that be like yeah. that categorized? I don't understand the, I need an explanation on the baseball card thing. Yeah, yeah but a I book is not a toy. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, so last year, the the three that got in was Light Bright. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Light Bright is, Maria? No. No, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Masters <laughs> of the Universe. Uh-huh. And The Top. The Top? Yeah. Did they borrow yours? You know, the top that you spin, like a top. Like spinning, oh, spinning, a, spinning a top. Like a dreidel. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not a shirt. Yeah. That's, okay. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what kind of top? Uh, like, like, a, like, a, like just a general top? Yeah. Like a general shirt? That's like, what I thought. That's like why a funny I saying or something? <laughs> like I don't like know. a tube top? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you thought uh, the, the Toy Hall of Fame. That's why I was going to, because I was going to ask, like, how is a top a toy? A top. The top that you okay, spin. Okay. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yes. You've never spun a top before? Never. Really? Taking one off. <laughs> Like, okay, my guy. Okay, okay, okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, I was just looking at pictures of something, and I know it, they're well within their right, but there's just something about this that seems wrong. So, Studio City, California, um, the house that Alex Trebek lived in with his wife for 30 years, the house that he died in, surrounded by, by friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when he passed away in November of 2020, he was 80 years old, pancreatic cancer. His wife, Jean, sold the house for 6.45 million dollars a month after gene sold the house the new owners applied for a permit for demolition oh no really (laughs) and that demolition's happening right now oh come on like just bulldozers and everything just no respect right interesting because the same thing was about to happen to the house that marilyn monroe passed away in and people protested outside and was able to save it. Yeah, I think that that's more of an iconic thing, though. Maybe I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't. Oh, that's kind of sad, right? Like it's just, and I, it's their house, right? They paid millions of dollars sure. for it. You can do whatever you want. But do you but, really want to be that person in the neighborhood? I know, right? Like their neighbors, like Alec Trebek lived beside them. Uh-huh. Like you know, everybody loved man. You'd be, and, the, you'd be the most hated neighbor. Thank you on the block. Yes, I would. Like that's tough. Even to though do. like your closest neighbor's probably like three miles down the road. No, they're it's the actually property. quite close. Oh, really? It's actually quite close. Yeah, Studio City where they were, the, the houses aren't that far apart. They oh, don't okay. have acres and acres. Um, but yeah, there's just something about that. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, last night at uh, TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Selma Hayek walking the carpet for her new film, El Sabor de la Navidad. Wow, well done. Um, thank you. 
Uh, it's a dramedy centered around Christmas. She's a producer, so she's not in this, right, Maury? No, she's just the producer. And Maury caught up with her, and this is something that Catherine and I talked about the other night when we went to a movie, which is she's convinced that all movie stars hate red carpets, mm. that they just, it's the lowest thing that they have to do contractually for their film. And I'm like, I've actually seen some people who quite enjoy doing sure. red because some people are very good at it. Uh, so this is uh, what uh, Maury and Selma discussed. Selma Hayek, how are you? Hello. My gosh, you're absolutely stunning. How are you today? I am good. A bit tired, but I'm good. I want to find out because, you know, red carpets, everybody looks absolutely amazing. There's the glamour, the cameras. Do cele- no, we don't look like that before the red carpet. Is that what you want to find? <laughs> no, that's not what I, no, I want to find. Do celebrities actually enjoy doing the red carpet? Yes, sometimes better more than others. And there are times where you don't enjoy it. For example, wrong shoes. That's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are these the wrong shoes? Are these the right shoes or wrong shoes? the right shoes. Uh, for example... When you've gained weight and you have to put on a dress that they, when you tried it on, you were a couple of kilos less. That's hell. Oh, no. That's a hellish red carpet. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's, there's many circumstances where a red carpet could be nice or not nice. Uh, people asking you mean questions because of they hate your movie or something. Oh. That's another carpet that it's, it's hard to swallow. But this one's fabulous, right? It's fantastic. Thank you, guys. Okay. You're, were you blown away by your beauty, Maury? Is that I have, what I heard at the beginning of that? Oh, my God. I've never been in, you know, the same vicinity of Selma Hayek. And yeah. when she walked over, wow, she's stunning. Yeah. Wow. Selma Hayek, how are you? Hello. Hello. My gosh, you're absolutely stunning. How are you today? <laughs> wow. Like, no. she's so gorgeous. <laughs> I know. Maury was hypnotized. Selma Hayek, how are you? Hello. My gosh, you're absolutely Hello. stunning. How are you today? Uh, 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 Maury went straight in that moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I felt did. things I've never felt I before. I know, because if, if you go through the rest of the way with your hysterics when you meet other movie stars, like, you really, like, you almost were like, listen, if she's into me, I may go for this. Yeah. <laughs> Selma Hayek, how are you? Hello. My gosh, you're absolutely stunning. How are you today? Shook. Shook. When's the last time you were shook by the beauty of a woman, Moore? Never. Never. Is this the first time? First. Really? Like she walked over and I was, I almost fell over. What did it feel like to be that blown away by the beauty? Tingly, eh? Yeah? Selma Hayek, how are you? Hello. My gosh, you're absolutely stunning. (laughs) Gets your no-no parts all flipping around, huh? (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, question for the room. Uh, would you ever go to a nude dinner party? No. Absolutely not. So it's, it's, it's the new thing. You would, Shem? I knew Shem would. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a new thing. It's called feud. So it's F-U with the umlauts D-E. So it's a combination of food and nude. And they're private dinner parties that they've been doing uh, all over L.A. And people pay $150 to go. And it's at somebody's residence, right? So it's out in a beautiful backyard with, like, a pool and everything else. And for the most part, it's, like, strangers. You may go with a friend, but for the most part, it's strangers. And it's $150. And when you walk in, you take your clothes off Mm -hmm. and you fold them up and you stick them in the living room. And then you walk out back and you mingle and then have a big dinner with strangers so sanitary so the whole thing was created by a woman named uh charlie ann max 
And uh, she had said that she wanted to focus on what made people feel comfortable in their skin and tap into their most pure, authentic selves. And she says nudity represents so much more than the act of being naked. It's surrender. So you sit at a table like everybody at one table, all nude. And then you like nude, nude, like no shoes, no nothing, nothing, nothing. I will say, you know, this does eliminate having to undo your pants after a big meal. It's practical. But would you do that, though? No. You're, not, you're not a new guy, no. huh? Shem, you would. I would like the experience. I think I think it'd be an interesting story to tell. I, I, I was going to say tell but, the grandkids, but, but, but that's but a wild you, thing to but do. But wouldn't you be so, like, super just self-conscious? No, like, absolutely. We're all the same. Eating, Every, no. Everybody, I can watch that burger flow through somebody else's stomach just like they can watch it flow, you know, flow through mine. But, like, when no, it's, like, good, a, like a crumb falls on you, you yeah. know, like... Stuff, I think like, it'd be right. easier if they gave you a little towel, like, at a bathhouse or something. And like, you at a what? what? Never, Murray, Murray, listen, man, been, if you can't, like, you got you got to say things relatable things. Things, dude, yeah. like we don't understand the process of a bathhouse or the significance yeah. of the towel. Okay, like, does not compute. No, no. <laughs> How you gonna say that, bro? So I asked the question: Would you go to a nude uh, dinner party? Maury's like, yeah, if they treated you like it was a bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Maria has her hand over her, her mouth right now. Maria, so no, shocked. right? No, just like a hard no. What if your oh. boyfriend really was into this? Like. He wanted to explore nudity, public nudity, that kind of thing. Thought it would bring you guys closer together. I'd say you're delusional. Really? You would? <laughs> wow. You're not You're not into that no, stuff? No, I don't want, like, no. I don't, sit there in front of people naked. You're eating naked. Why are you eating naked? No. Put your yeah, clothes on. Right. Like a no. soup? Like a soup? Like, what no. if it falls on you? Then you burn yourself. Okay. What happens then? What about, uh, what about charcuterie? No. No. Okay. What about, no. if, what about uh, just like a bowl of uh, cheesies that people are sharing? <laughs> no. No. Nothing. None of the food no, will make it better. Nothing. Okay, Mm-mm. interesting. Roz, you would? Kebab. No. no. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying. I know one day I'm going to get there. One day I'm going <laughs> to get you know, there. You can yeah. scream out like yeah. the one food that's going to get everyone yeah. to go? Yep, tzatziki. No. no. Okay. Oh. He thought I was going to jump for joy on that one. I know. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.